right, everyone. How you doing? I am Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have... Uh, hey, I'm Roy, uh, or Rogelio Morales, uh, otherwise known as Roy, uh, from from Mexico. All right, Roy, um, let, let these people know a little bit about yourself. Uh, what team you play for, what titles you hold? Yeah, I, I'm the... Uh, uh, I played in, in uh, the Mexican national team. I also, well, here in Mexico, I play for Lobos, which is the the team representing Mexico City. Um, in the league, I, I, in the local league, I played for uh, Atlético Ajolote, and right now I, I will switch teams for another team called Mandalorians. And uh, <laughs> I also do some administrative stuff. So I'm the commissioner of the Mexican Dodgeball Federation and the vice president uh, of the uh, Mexico City Dodgeball Association. Mm. A lot of hats this man wears. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's just uh, like uh, administrative and and uh, as a player, you know, it's it's kind of like the way uh, uh, leagues and everything works here in Mexico. You have to play on two or three teams because you play in your local team, then you play on the net on on your state team uh, when you go to nationals, and and then well, if you play on. On the national team, then, then you play also on the national national team, but it's just basically playing Dutchville with a bunch of different people. <laughs> For sure. Um, so I kind of wanted to call this a part two, so to speak. So for anyone who paid attention, about a month and a half ago, I interviewed one of his dear friends, Luis. And in this interview, he said that he convinced a friend, he tried to convince a friend three years to play Dodgeball. <laughs> Well, now here's his side of the story. So um, let's yeah. get some preliminaries out of the way. Let's start with what's your jersey number and what's the story behind it? Um, so my jersey number is number three. And I have number three because I, I'm i not really... Uh, there's a lot of people that really love one number or, or have a favorite number or whatever. I'm not really like fond of any number. However, my... my uh, I was born on March second, uh, so two of the third month, second of the third month, and I I played uh, when I was in in junior high. I played with number twenty three because of that, uh, but I wanted a shorter number, so I wanted number two because of my birthday. Uh, but it was already taken uh, with the team I started to play with, uh, so I chose number three and. Well, I think I think I've I've grown fond of it. <laughs> it, yeah. it. It grew on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as I said, I don't have any like favorite numbers or whatever, but but I think I I'm starting to like number three. <laughs> oh, starting to. How many years have you worn it for you to start <laughs> to like it now? <laughs> like five years. I mean, if if I if I had to change numbers, I wouldn't mind. Uh, it's not like. Oh, my number. <laughs> but but you've had it for five years? Yeah. For sure. So let's get to it. What was your first dodgeball experience like? And why did it take Luis three years to convince you? Um, okay. It's, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually uh, not a long story, but it has a lot of context. Okay. And it's kind of get personal. Right? <laughs> All right. Let's well, share okay. what you're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, of course. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um 
So uh, here in Mexico, uh, same same in the U.S., right? You you play in in high school and in junior high, Dutchville, right? Uh, If, some schools, some not schools. all, but some. Well, we played something very similar here in 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 Mexico, also in some schools. But our school uh, uh, director really, really, really liked uh, this sport. We call it quemados, which quemados. In, in English would translate to burn burned <laughs> yeah but and it's kind of really similar to to dodgeball mm. except that that it has only one ball it's kind of similar like i don't know if if you have uh shota hattori on on facebook he's a, play, a player from dodgeball japan and he adds like a bunch of people that play dodgeball and he oh. always shares uh how they play dodgeball in japan and it's basically the same thing oh it's okay just one ball and and if you if if They hit you. You you can still play on the other side of the of the court, and well, some people might be familiar with it. So we used to really really play uh, a lot of that. We we didn't play dodgeball with you know foam dodgeball with six six balls or or cloth with five balls or it was just one ball, and we played it a lot a lot. So um, years went on uh, I was with Luis on, on junior high and high school and um, I uh, uh, he was on a football team or sorry a soccer team yeah mm -hmm. well football for for <laughs> football basically everyone <laughs> except <laughs> the US <laughs> uh, um, and he uh, stumbled upon uh, a tournament Uh, dodgeball tournament that Armando uh, organized and he went with his uh, soccer team right so I wasn't in that team because I I do like soccer however I don't I don't uh, practice it a lot I, I don't play that often mm -hmm. uh, but yeah um, and um, um, so he started playing And I was, I was, uh, I was living. No, I was, I was studying uh, kung fu. I was, I was practicing kung fu, and uh, kung fu for several years of my life. Uh, but at that time, I was studying uh, musical composition, and I had a band, and um, uh, a band, especially if you want to be like professional. It takes a lot of your time because you have to uh, go to rehearsal and then uh, your weekends, you almost always have uh, some kind of event and you uh, and it's and it's really um, uh, there's a lot of competition, right? So um, all of my focus was on that. And he told me like a couple of times like hey come to play and I, and I was like yeah it would be cool however I have this priority right now um so uh my 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 father passed away uh on 2018 I think and it you know uh, you have some experiences where you you um start to to um Um, to realize some things that are important in life, mm -hmm. and I, and I realized because of that that exercise is is really important. 
And I and as I said, there there was some point of my life where I was really, really devoted to to Kung Fu and with exercise. And it's good for your body and your your health. And also friends are really important, right? And you have to spend as much time as you can doing what you like with people that you love. Uh so I start I, I said like, hey, Luis is, is my best friend. He's telling me <laughs> From uh, since three years ago that I should play dodgeball. It's kind of like a sport, you know. I I need to get some, uh, some of uh, to burn some. Just spend time uh, doing something that that I like with people that I love. So so dodgeball seemed like a really good place for that. So that's why I said yes to Luis. Dodgeball just seemed like a really good place to, uh, to burn some calories doing uh things that you like with people that you love uh so yeah i started playing because of that i i don't think i would have started playing if my dad hasn't passed away so thank you dad <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a sad reason but um that, that also <laughs> that also forced you to to be a little more active um yeah of course because Yeah. So I got I got to ask because th this I, I just got to ask just because this seems like something this is more something I would do more so among my friends when Louis yeah. when you came when you finally showed up to the gym however many people there were did Luis give you like a friendly love tap so to speak did he hit you really hard with a ball just to let <laughs> you know like okay it's about time <laughs> I I didn't think so Yeah I think I think I think he didn't. He did. Uh, but I don't know if he was um I don't remember exactly but I think he has he had uh injured his foot so he wasn't playing. Oh. I think it was because of that. I'm I'm actually not really sure if that happened when I got there or a couple of weeks later. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he, all you know is that he wasn't playing but he he was hurt at some point during that time. Yeah, maybe he wasn't playing the first day that I arrived. I I don't remember, but yeah. And what hook, what, what I hook remember you? is that he didn't, or if he did, I <laughs> if he did. I I didn't think it wasn't purpose, and I don't remember it. Like, <laughs> so he either hit you really good in the head, or he missed. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, what hooked you after playing your first couple times? What made you kept coming back? Um. <clears throat> Well, as I said, it really started because I wanted to uh, do something with my free time and and all the reasons I told you. However, I I I really like dodging because um, you know it, it it's kind of like really uh, martial artsy. <laughs> <laughs> uh and i I, i really 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 uh, like that part the acrobatics of of uh kung fu and so on i really like that part and i and i thought that it was something that i could kind of like translate to 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 dodgeball uh after that the uh, uh yeah and i thought i was really good especially at dodging so so if i wasn't that good maybe i it wouldn't have me hooked at in the first place <laughs> could be but yeah I, I, that i think that was the first thing 
I would have to agree. Um, I have seen you play. You are very hard to hit. You're a little pesk out there, but it's fun to see. <laughs> You're kind of like um, Keanu Reeves dodging bullets in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I can say that, having seen you play and everything. Um, <clears throat> so what was your first, like, tournament with the Lobos? Like, what was that experience like? Where were you? What was it like? Any fun times from, or any fun moments from that first time, first competitive uh, tournament with them? My first time playing Dutch World was maybe a couple of months. Well, my first tournament maybe was a couple of months after I started playing. Uh, maybe even less. No, yeah, like a couple of months. Uh, it was actually, um, we used to do, uh, or they, yeah, we used to do in Mexico. Uh, we, right now we have state tournaments, right? But before there wasn't uh, uh, enough states to do state tournaments, so so we used to do like a tournament, uh, like a like play of like you know like just a tournament where everyone can come and some people would get selected for the uh, national team. And mm. there used to be only two, one in Tijuana and one in Mexico City. And I went to, here in Mexico City. I was on the second team of Lobos. And uh, yeah, uh, some people from the, the national team came. Uh, Search Fer Ferrari, Orlando, Armando. Um, who else? I think they, they only they three came and they played uh, like an exhibition term, an, an exhibition against Lobos. Uh, against the first team, which I wasn't in, but I was like, "Whoa, the the, the three of them uh, beat <laughs> the first team, and they are pretty good." That was my 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 first uh, tournament, so a really serious tournament. Of course, I wasn't selected that that year, <laughs> but I, I really had the hope. I I thought like, "Yeah, I think I'm pretty good," but no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're going up against Hooch, Serge, and Armando. I mean. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're... and and there there was there were a bunch of people that that well, were playing for a long time before before uh, longer longer than me. So as I said, I wasn't even in the first team that year because I, I had just been playing for one or two months. So from playing one or two months in, you meet Serge, Armando, and Hooch. Yeah, you see the level that can be reached with the experience that they have obviously that inspired you in some way because you're no longer on the second team <laughs> um yeah yeah that really really inspired me i don't know if it was only that or it was like a bunch of factors um but yeah it it, it was it was pretty good um i only honestly th thought at that point like that it was gonna be so hard to play uh, at their level, um, but here I am, uh, uh, five years later. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So let's talk about what you were. You were part of the Cancun team, right? Uh, in Cancun, no, I wasn't a part. Uh, uh, I was coaching alongside with Alan Stud. Oh, okay. All right, that's cool. Let's talk about that. So now you're into Cancun. You already got some experience under your belt. You you're gonna coach with Alan Stott, who's one of my closest friends. What was that experience like coaching on your home turf, so to speak, in Cancun? 
Well, it was actually really, really hard. Um, that team on 2019, it was one year later after after I started playing. Uh, I had a little bit more of experience and I was uh, selected. And so next year, what, what we did in Mexico was, was uh, some tournaments and we divided uh, Mexico into regions. So it was center that it was basically just Mexico City north north which which was like arizona texas um basically well i i think actually just texas and northwest which was uh no yeah arizona and texas uh and northwest which was uh tijuana and california um uh and uh players from those regions selected uh, a player to serve like as a rep representative uh, to the coach, right? So the coach was Serge Ferrari, and he talked with with the tr the three of us, and he was like, "Hey, I think uh, these people w could be on the team," and we were like, "Yeah," but also this one, and I was like vouching for the players of Mexico City. Okay. Um, so. Uh, we got the the like the practice team uh, selected, and Serge told me, "Hey, uh, you know, I think I really uh, like the way that you see dodgeball, uh, and I wanted to ask you if you could be my assistant. Uh, however, you wouldn't be able to play this year, uh, as I said, I had only been playing for one year, so so it was a hard decision. But I thought like." Oof, it's going to be really hard because I have to beat these 12 other people if if I want to be on the team. Maybe I can be a shagger, uh, but I'm not really sure of that because there's a lot of competition, as, as I said. Uh, there, there's a bunch of people that, that, that I think are better than me. There's another bunch of people that I think if I work really hard, I, I might have the chance to... Uh, have a little bit of edge against them. Um, however, if I if I'm the assistant coach, then uh, I can learn so much. I can learn a lot, and uh, the next year, then I'll be really, really able after I practice a little bit more, and also I have uh, really strategic experience. Experience, then I'll be able to be on the team for sure. Um, so I decided that I wanted to help Serge being his assistant. And so I did that uh, it, uh, halfway through the, uh, through the process. He had some, uh, some uh, personal things that, that uh, and he wasn't able to, to continue the process. So uh, Alan came and he took uh, Serge's place. However, I, I felt like, I wasn't his assistant, but we were kind of co-coaching at, at that time because I was a little bit more involved with with all the the first part of the process. I knew the players, and he he didn't know the players. Uh, he was a lot much more experienced than me, and and he taught me a lot of things. But we, I felt like we were co-coaching at that point, which was pretty cool. But my the first time I coached was for for the Mexico's national team so it was pretty pretty hard because there's a lot of things uh 
to coaching and I figured that out <laughs> during worlds. Uh, there's, yeah, the strategic side. There's also like the physical uh, side, you know, but there's also the emotional side. And it's really hard to manage a whole team emotionally, whether you're winning or losing. Uh, it's it's one of the hardest challenges that there is. And I wasn't prepared for that. I think I did a good job, but, but well, I did as good as a job that I could have done with my amount of experience at that time. Which um, is fair. Which, which which was very little. So it was really hard, actually. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the one thing that, that stands out to me in this story, and I don't know if it stands out to you, but it stands out to me only because I know him. When Serge told you that he likes the way you see the game, like he likes the way you see dodgeball, he likes your mind. And that's yeah. saying something because for anyone who knows Serge Ferrari, he's been playing for almost 20 years. That's saying something. He's won every championship out here with his team. You know, foam, no sting, 8.5, whatever. Like, he, he knows it, seen it all, done it all twice. Yeah. So for him to notice that in you, even though you've only been playing at this point for a year, tells me that he sees something bigger for you down the road. So him asking you to be an assistant coach and then later co-coaching with Alan with whatever happened with Serge – tells me he had a lot of faith in you. And even if you were going to have those up and down, you know, bumpy waves when it comes to coaching that you'd have to manage, he saw something in you that maybe you didn't see yourself just yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that that's one that's one thing I will say about Serge. Serge respects people, but he'll tell you, like, you have potential for this or that, and, you know, maybe down yeah, the road you'll true. be on that. So that's true. That's him playing the long game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so Cancun was overall was an up and down experience, but you got partnered with Alan Stott. That worked out well. I mean, I can only imagine <laughs> having met, having seen Alan Stott in, in Phoenix uh, earlier this year. He he raves about you, and I didn't know that you were coaching at the time. Like he just raved about you personally. And Luis was there, so <laughs> clearly you made an impression on him in some way. Yeah, he's a really good friend. Uh, we 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 were a good team, uh, good coach. He's still a really good friend. Uh, I'm I'm really really excited that he's uh, playing at at a really high level again. Uh, I know he's really focused on cloth, and I think I'm stoked for him. I think he's one of the best players. I've I've ever seen really he's he's really really good and he's a solid solid person and I'm so I'm I'm, I'm also really happy for him and his uh, the journey that he has went through his physical journey because uh, it's also a mental journey that he he really uh, he has really grown and uh, I think he's doing great it's I'm I'm really glad for him. For sure. So after Cancun, you just skip the pandemic. You guys essentially start your own league in yeah. Mexico City. Yeah. Um, actually, before we start on that, Gigi shared a funny story, and I want to know where you were when this happened. Yeah. Apparently, 
and I and I'll have to listen to this again to get the details right. Alan almost broke his arm jumping into a cave. Uh, Were you there? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Why didn't you stop him? <laughs> you <laughs> he's know, your, we he's were... supposed to be your coaching partner, and you're <laughs> supposed to prevent this. <laughs> not, not. I, I actually don't remember that <laughs> that Alan almost broke broke his arm. I do remember that 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 um, David almost broke his his leg. Oh, uh, was it okay? It was either his arm or his leg, but he jumped into a cave or something. Yeah, it, it was David David Wallace. Uh, <laughs> Oh, not he, like we were we were uh you know we arrived i've never been to cancun right so we arrived uh four or five days earlier uh with some of the people from with alan with david wallace hooch was also there um savannah from hong kong uh also cheryl from hong kong and some other players and we went to a cenote i don't know if you know what a cenote is but it's kind of like a underground lake in a yeah, cave. Yeah, it's an underground like cave or like lake or yeah, body yeah. of water. Really, really, really pretty. If you haven't uh, gone, I, 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 you should come to Mexico and they're in the southeast. Um, so we were kind of like jumping to to the and and David did like a backflip or something and and he hit the wall and oh. he. His his leg was super 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 like he almost broke his leg. He was oh. uh, super bloody and yeah. All this time I thought it was Alan, but it was actually David Wallace. <laughs> well, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Alan <laughs> almost broke his uh, some some bone too, right? Because because yeah. you know how he's he's also like I've known yeah, him too I'm long. Yeah. Like a, I've known him too long. Yeah. Yeah. 13 years I've, he's broken almost every bone in his body at least twice yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if you <laughs> asked him too uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Gigi later for the complete story i forgot wallace was in there um <laughs> so let's talk about the formation of the league you have out there in um in mexico city so when you guys started playing again you guys started playing outdoors in this little park yeah yeah and what was that like? Like growing from playing outside it was like maybe six teams, I think, to now almost twelve to fifteen. Now that you have this big gym, well, uh, when we started playing, uh, we started playing actually in in um, uh, in a public um, court, right? And it's a it was a cement, just just a park. Uh, and uh, that was the team for like, I, I want to say at least three years, the three years that I wasn't there, mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe around uh, a year that I was there playing uh, on, on an outside cement court. Uh, we got the gym and then COVID happened. And when we came back to play, uh, we couldn't play indoors. So we started playing uh, outdoors again, but I had, you know, like the experience of back when I started, we were playing on outdoor courts. Um, so the the playing outdoors was 
fine. I, I wouldn't say uh, I was thrilled, but <laughs> it was it was fine, you know. It was fine because uh, I I I do a lot of uh, um, I slide a lot. Um, uh, I, I play a lot on the ground, so so my shoes and my knee pads weren't as happy that, that I was playing outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> but but. It was really, really cool to 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 have a league, and there were six teams because we had done uh, maybe three or four tournaments where where we organized it, organized them, and played as lobos. And a bunch of new uh, new uh, teams came, and they played against us, and they would lose like six zero, twelve zero, and it, the. And they didn't come back because it, it was like <laughs> so. On, on one of those tournaments, uh, I wanted to to make like a team of newbies. <laughs> so I uh, I uh, brought a cousin and some other players that were new players, and Wato and me played with them, uh, and it was cool because because. Because it was a little bit more balanced, uh, we were some of the new players got to experience some uh, what what's like to win <laughs> uh, at least some sets, uh, and then the next tournament uh, a bunch of people did the same thing. So when we did uh, the league, it was it was kind of like only natural because uh, we knew that it that it we that if we had just one Lobos team and then start maybe making uh, promotion or uh, whatever for new teams to come, they wouldn't be really excited if they lost everything. So uh, we, the best six players, we split up into six different teams and we uh, made each our own team with a couple of players that had been playing, a couple of new players, and most of of my team was uh, new. That that yeah, they were new. most of the players were playing for the first time. Um, so it was it was pretty cool, uh, and it has grown a lot using that that same kind of model. Because you know when you teach people, they can become new leaders. So there have uh, there have been new leaders for each team, right? Each each team that 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 comes right now has a leader that that can teach people how to how to how to play dodgeball. So so uh, it's been really good. It's been really cool. Nice. <clears throat> and how many people from say the early days are still around now? I would say around seventy percent, like from from the early days before the pandemic or or after the pandemic. Um, we'll say uh, we'll say after, because that's when I started to notice more and more of a growth. At least from my end, that's when it looked like it yeah. picked up. I want to say around sixty or seventy percent. That's actually yeah, pretty high. There, yeah, there's there's a lot of people because I. Yeah, because because um, most of the players, most of the teams, since they are since they have at least one really good player, most of the team experience what's it like to to win, uh, to to be competitive, to learn strategies. So uh, 
so people stick around because of that <laughs> for sure so let's talk about what what you feel about dodgeball in mexico right now from when luis started from when you started to where it is currently how happy are you to see that there are more states more teams more players and overall more coverage of the sport well, well definitely um the level is really 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 high uh you saw it in nationals i think from the first nationals to now the the level has grown a lot uh you know the competitive level yeah. uh also it's been growing on size a lot um and i'm really i'm really happy because you know uh it it dodgeball gives you a special connection with people uh because you know if you play basketball or soccer uh then you can meet every day uh another person that plays uh soccer or if it's like you know if you if you played uh soccer and you came it was like hey i play soccer too and and that would be like hey so does everyone <laughs> around you, right? <laughs> or basketball or you know uh but dodgeball since it's like really niche it's like instantly like whoa i yep. play dodgeball too yeah like we have <laughs> something common really unique so now we we get to have we get to have the uh, those things with with a bunch of new people um so it's pretty cool for sure um yeah i could definitely say that um i know i said it before but for the people at home dodgeball in mexico nothing but passion they're just growing and growing and growing and you're gonna see it with their play level with the support level when you see it in the gym <laughs> like literally it's yeah. like it's literally a spectator sport as much as it is a player sport out there um because just the culture and how the tournaments are are way different than where you what you might be used to so that was why i wanted to ask him that question so <clears throat> i want to ask you something else hey you didn't have much of a sports background growing up did you you other than like kung fu and, and football um well football is because uh everyone here in mexico has played at some point <laughs> but i was uh, i used to play a little bit of basketball uh also a little bit of taekwondo and and karate but mostly was kung fu uh, this is this is where you and i agree on something because i used to do taekwondo judo and kyokushin and i always oh. see i always see dodgeball as a fight and this is where this is where i'm going to kind of like break it down for people so the way you would stand on a court is the way you would what you would stand when you're ready for a yeah, fight of you, course. Know, you want to line yeah, up a certain exactly way if you're bracing for a catch obviously square up for it or whatever but the way you're positioning yourself the way you move the way you attack without actually kicking punching and clinching yeah but you're it's, actually it's really, looking really for similar. weak spots to go at so without actual physical contact there is a sense of psychological warfare being in in play when you're when you're playing dodgeball and I feel that does come from martial arts in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's not only psychological, but I think it's it's really um, there. There are a lot of physical things that that can be translated from martial arts to dodgeball. Um, 
especially I used to I used to do a kind of comfort that it's called choy lifat, mm. uh, which for the people that don't know, there's not just one kung fu. There, kung fu it's kind of like the broad Multiple. term for 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 Chinese martial arts. So there's like at least 300 different styles. Uh, and the style that I practiced, it was really low to the ground and 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 uh, it, it uses a lot of like circular motions. So there's a lot of, uh, there's especially one punch that is really similar to throwing a ball. Um, and uh, you know, dodging is kind of kind of similar because you uh, these these motions are are really similar to dodging and to maybe throwing a ball. So um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of people that 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 come from uh, you know baseball or handball. It's really uh, obvious the 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 parallelisms, uh, but I think martial arts has something something really really uh that can be applied really um maybe more of or or in a unique way but it can definitely be done and it is done uh really uh, uh usually yeah for sure um so i have an interesting question so i know you did you played you played in edmonton right yeah did you have any uh jersey swaps from there uh yeah i swapped with um uh i swapped with a player from from canada she was actually an spectator she she wasn't uh playing for team canada but she was uh just walking with 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 her jersey and i was like hey i want that jersey um uh, <laughs> uh she's uh marlise richie um i Marlies don't know if, if yeah, Marlies Ritchie. Okay. Uh, with whom else have I, I traded? I, I traded with Joe Martinez. Uh, <laughs> but but I I didn't trade my my Mexico jersey. With with whom I traded my Mex Mexico jersey? I remember there was one one player from New Zealand that we were supposed to trade jerseys, but I never saw him again. <laughs> uh, also with with uh, with. Josh Keys from Scotland, uh, and I I traded one of the guys. I don't remember which of the two was, but uh, which one of the guys with uh, of House of Dutch, which mm -hmm. is like a I don't do you know how House of Dutch? Yeah, I know there. Yeah, so... uh, I traded with them. They're from from England, right? Yeah, um, Henry Skinner and um, Mark Strauss. I, I I think it was Henry. I, I'm. I don't really remember. And I traded. Did he have red hair? Uh, I want to say yes. Okay, if that if he had red hair, that was Strobs, the taller one. I don't remember. <laughs> I I know it was with one of them. Um, I also I also I, I didn't remember. I uh, I thought it was uh, fewer, but yeah, I I traded with one girl from uh from Ireland. Uh, we traded um. We traded uh, not jerseys, but but um, like jackets, jackets, and I traded with. Uh, I also traded with with. Oh, I traded. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. 
<laughs> there's there's one more, but I don't remember. <laughs> the uh, one that got uh, away. Yeah, I, I traded with Gunting. Wait, with who? Well, Gunting, I, I gave a jacket to, to Gunting and he gave me a shirt, but it wasn't his. I think it he, he was from a friend that, that asked him to trade. Uh, oh, okay. But I think he didn't go to Worlds. It's called Ivan. I, I think he plays in Malaysia. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So let's get some. Uh, do you have any role model? Did you have any role models growing up, or do you have any role models in dodgeball or people you respect? Well, people that I respect, there's there's a lot, a lot of people. Um, go for it. I mean. Oh, and role models were well one of my role models all, almost all my life has been bruce lee at least sports wise uh that was my my main role model uh before dodgeball uh role model i think there's there's just a lot of people in terms of what how they uh their vision or how they play their vision their vision not just like in the court but but outside in, in life uh there's a bunch of people that i look up to and that i that i admire and that, that i strive to play uh someday maybe like them right starting with uh luis he's the one that has told me taught me the most uh, not only me but uh, but mexico uh or at, at least mexico city but but for sure mexico um uh we we in mexico learned a lot uh from luis and he learned a lot from serge ferrari right and serge ferrari told me to, to, uh, taught me a lot of things personally too so 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 he's also kind of like a role model um but there man there's there's so many players from canada players from the us uh i really like uh a lot of players from the uh, Mexican American players. I I always, you know, there there's a lot of almost every every player is better at, than you at something. Uh, so you have to uh, to um, you know to strive to be better than almost every player in, in some way because there there are, are players that are very, better than you at dodging there are players that are better than you you at uh, maybe catching or blocking or strategy or you know mentality or or foam on cloth on or 8.5 uh you know there so right. so so almost every player player i meet i try to i try to see what he or she can teach me for sure now here's a fun one do you have any rivals any teams or players you love to play against whether locally or internationally um locally in in the local league i really really like playing against um a player called randy castillo he's a really young player he's i think he's 20 or 21 maybe uh he has been playing since he was 16 and he has grown a lot as a player and i think our teams have like a good rivalry None, um i really like playing against him because he's playing really 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 good lately uh he was on the national team last year but he was like a uh 
he wasn't on the main team. He was like a sub for the club team, but I think next year he'll definitely if he if he keeps playing like he's playing, he uh, definitely keep an eye for him. Um, also, I really like playing against uh, Veracruz. Uh, they it's that is, that is a really intense game because I think we have a rivalry that that not all it's not always like a healthy rivalry <laughs> <laughs> um but i really like playing against them uh i have uh some good friends there uh i really like their abilities they're really good uh dodgers and i i, I think they remind me a lot of uh like malaysia um there uh, i really like playing against against you guys against the atme against the mexican americans because for a really long time uh you were kind of like our our goal like we we really wanted to to beat the mexican americans and we did that uh um last last year yeah not not this year uh, at nationals but last year we we did that for the first time and it was pretty amazing Uh, we really, uh, we, uh, I also really like playing against, well, I haven't, I just have done it one or two times, but against Italy. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think those are the ones that I remember the most. Italy is because I, I don't know, for some reason, uh, I think it, they, those were my best uh, games during Worlds for some reason. <laughs> you're just the italian kryptonite that's what you are <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i don't know why <laughs> all right so do you have any pre-game rituals before uh tournament or playing anything particular you have to do um no i think i just uh just uh warm up uh i i really don't have any rituals uh uh special thing things that i do differently than most people I think. <laughs> so no, nothing too superstitious no like superstitious breakfast you gotta have or certain route you have to take no no just like the usual just sleep early if you uh do not drink the day before uh, <laughs> not to have a really heavy breakfast just normal things i think normal things okay um and you're a musical man so i'm gonna ask you do you have any uh what's in your pre-game playlist what do you like to listen to before you play you know i actually don't okay at, in spanish this makes more sense but i don't i don't hear a lot of music I listen to a lot of music. Uh, in Spanish, it's it, it, you know, in English, you just say listen to music, but but yeah, most of the time that you listen to music, you're not actually listening. You're you're not actually lis listening. You're, you're not just, present. You you're just hearing music. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> um, uh, so I studied uh, musical composition. So for me, music is kind of like a job <laughs> uh so when i listen to music i i do it uh i usually don't don't like have a playlist and just like music in the background if i'm gonna listen to music then i'm gonna listen to the the, the chord progression maybe to the uh 
tonalities of the the the, the tones of the, the which guitar tone or which keyboard or, or how you know you're those, just listening uh, for the breakdown that's what you're listening for <laughs> you're trying to break yeah. down every little note and every yeah, yeah exactly that's what uh, you're doing lately i've been because it's it that, that's my my thing it's not it's not always a good thing you know it's kind of like uh like uh uh, some compulsive thing I have. Uh, lately, I've been trying to to just relax a little bit more and just enjoy the music. Uh, I I listen to a lot of music when I drive, uh, when I drive to a game. But I don't have a playlist because I don't know. I will like just playing uh, my Spotify on um, random, and you know, uh, there's there's a reason why why I I like that that song so. <laughs> I enjoy right. I enjoy mostly old music. That's fair. Okay, um, <laughs> let's get into some of these crowdsource questions. Um, oh, you know, before before that, I, oh, I, yeah, some yeah. of my my role models. I I was thinking about that, and I oh, really yeah. uh, like how Pyong plays. Uh, also, Lucas Lucas Boyle. Um, not only the way he plays, but also uh, a lot of things he do out of the court. Um, and also, I really like Hustis from Canada. He, yeah, he, he's a solid dude. Love that dude. And Lucas, Lucas is, he's a gem. <laughs> yeah. If, he, if, he, if he's not playing, he's always providing content in some way. So that's something yeah. I'll, I'll put out there. Yeah, but um, Pyong and and Hustis, I really like how they they play a lot. For sure. All right, <clears throat> let's get into these crowdsource questions. Gigi, what do you think Mexico brings to the worlds? Mm, to world championships, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think I'm thinking she means to worlds. Yeah. To yeah, to worlds. That's yeah. Like, mm. what would you say? What What would you say would be the Mexican signature at worlds? Well, Mexico is a really um, unique team because uh, last year was the first year that we actually spoke Spanish in in, in the team because Mo mostly it was uh, Mexican-Americans before that. And right now there are more people from Mexico and uh, the culture is a little bit different. Uh, you know, Mexican-Americans have a really, really unique and distinct culture, but it's not, that it's not exactly the same as Americans, for sure, but it, it's also not the same as um, Mexicans from Mexico. So I'm guessing it depends on which year and how many people people are there from uh, from Mexico or the, the U.S., right? Because last year I was speaking to... Uh, to Joe Colella and he told me like hey you know I I the 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 team that has the most uh like detail is is uh Mexico you know because because the the women had like their like the um what's the word for for the things they couldn't they have bow yeah, the, the bows of their hair the, uh, they were uh green white and red uh, some people had their nails done, including me, like with, with <laughs> Mexico, Mexico flags. 
some people get the uh, the um, the uh, uh, their shoes uh, white, uh, uh, green, and and red. Uh, or I had uh, shoes with with uh, uh, Dia de Muertos, which were uh, decorated as Dia de Muertos. Um, so I think um, Mexico and probably every every country in Latin America, to some degree, have like a different take on what's it like to be uh, uh, from that exact country. Because you know, people people uh, in the U.S. are. Mm, celebrate their nationality in a really different way than than that we do here in Mexico. Um, uh, for example, people people in, in uh, Mexican Americans are also really proud to be uh, Mexican, but they 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 I think they celebrate that in a really like American way, you know, like Irish Mexican, uh, sorry, Irish Americans are like Irish in their American way, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, we we kind of mix that in in Mexico because it's it's around like fifty fifty. Well, sometimes there are more Mexicans, Mexican Americans, and there are sometimes well, like like last year, more Mexicans, uh, but. But I think we we uh, blend that in a really unique way that most most other uh, countries cannot have, because because for example Argentina, there's not a lot, there's not uh, American Argentinian American players, right? And there's not Argentinian, there's there's not a player, there there's not a lot of players with two nationalities. But in Team Mexico, there are there are several. And mm -hmm. I think we are the only team that has that. Maybe I don't know what's what's it like with maybe Malaysia, Hong Kong, Australia, because they are also really close. Uh, but I think Mexico brings kind of like a Latin fiesta. <laughs> we <laughs> last last year at Worlds, uh, I, I'm gonna say that, and I don't know if <laughs> I'm gonna hurt feelings or not, but okay. last last year last. Uh, last worlds, the after party sucked. Because <laughs> why? Why did it suck? I want to hear this. Because there weren't any Latinos apart from Mexico. We really, really needed Argentina to be there, and I hope the next year Argentina is gonna be there, and hopefully Colombia too. I'm half Colombian, so I I really love Colombia. I really uh, um, have a close. Uh, with with the the Colombian Dutch world community uh and I would love some Colombian party in 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 worlds uh but if if Colombia don't don't go at least some Latin party you know Argentinians <laughs> Mexico if Chile goes you know uh because because last year it was just like <laughs> what 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 know, happened right? last it's, year I gotta know what happened last year um <clears throat> it was at some point a really white party <laughs> you know like <laughs> like it was like a, i don't know like a taylor Swift song and it, it was like Woo! 
Taylor. And not Taylor like, Swift. Yeah, I mean, Taylor okay. Swift, she's cool, but but not, not for a party. Cool. Like, you don't dance. Uh, uh, you need reggaeton or salsa <laughs> or cumbia or merengue or. Let, let me just say this to that... the people out there, man. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, you said Colombia. The yeah. At Nationals, there was a coach from Colombia there. Oh, yeah, it was, he was the president for, for oh, the, he was the president. Okay. Dutch World Association. Or I forgot Dutch. to mention that in the recap I did with um, Yoshi and Tony, but yeah. now that I got you on, there was a Colombian co uh, a representative at the Nationals in, in Mexico. But, yeah, 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 let me just tell you, listen to the people out there. We got it. We got to put on. We got to put on a little uh, merengue, a little cumbia, a little something, a little flavor, for any party to kick off. Let me just say that right now. Trust me when I say you may not understand what we're saying, but understand you'll be rocking with it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I just want to put yeah, that out that's there. That's true. <laughs> um, the, no Taylor so Swift, please. We're not doing Taylor Swift. I do so, that shit here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Americans and and Canadians, I don't I don't know if, well I don't like their parties. <laughs> uh, you gotta European hang around parties, the right ones. Uh, yeah, Austria was partying a little bit uh, harder, a little bit maybe better, but they love like techno music and uh, <laughs> so it's just not for me. But but I can see how some people would enjoy that. But I just cannot see how how they put. I don't know, like Beyonce and everyone's like, whoa. I mean, like, yeah, she 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 really can sing, but in a party, I don't know. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, in a party, no, not not the move, people. Not the move. Trust me when I sit here and say, Oh, and I got a funny story. So and now that I mentioned, you know, blasting music. So the first time I went over there in Mexico, um, we were in the same hotel with Veracruz and they were playing music the entire night and they were they were just playing music the entire night i was here in the beeper three hours nice. <laughs> they're partying all night and i'm sitting here like i just landed i'm tired but you know what i want to say credit to credit to Veracruz because one of their guys did come up to me and apologize and didn't know that they had woken me up or whatever and <laughs> and we swapped uh jerseys so I want oh. to give uh, credit to them. They, they were really solid. And trust me, you throw a little Latin playlist in there, you're going to get everybody rocking. Trust me. Yeah. All right. So this one I wanted to throw in because it just came to my attention. Your league recently had its first All-Star game. How was that like? And will we see more in the future? Um, we've tried to... Uh, Dodgeball needs to be and a spectator's sport right right um so as as i said earlier uh most of the teams are really balanced they have uh, a really good player a couple of good players maybe some players that that are really inexperienced and it's their first season playing uh so it's really even however it's not not the best recipe for an spectacular game right because maybe if there are two lesser experienced players against each other, it's not going to be a, a really exciting game. Right. Uh, so we wanted to to provide that uh, for some people, and we 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 uh, we took the best play players and we made an all star game. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool because because it it's also a 
kind of level of competitiveness that we're not used uh we're not used in our league to play uh really like uh at at the highest level all the time because sometimes you don't need to right right uh but that game we did need to and it was really fun and it was also really cool to to play with some of the best players of the of other teams because there are some people some uh teams from veracruz that come there are some teams from morelos there is a team from uh uh Mexico State, which is well, Estado in Mexico, which is another state different to Mexico City, because um, Mexico City is a state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it was pretty good. It was pretty cool. You you think we'll see more of them in the future? Of course, of course. Because I mean, I saw some footage and some clips from it, but uh, it looked like you guys were having a good time out there. Yeah, it, it was. Like it was it's... also since it wasn't. It was like a like or. Um, showing off <laughs> to the crowd, like like it was it was kind of like a, it, I think it had like a similar vibe. You remember when Team USA went to uh, had their All Star game in ESPN or something like that? Yeah, and you know I I remember I think it was Jeff Jovinko doing a backflip. Yeah, that something that you wouldn't ever do on a competitive uh, environment. <laughs> Who, who did a backflip? Who did a backflip in Mexico? Uh, I think, I think, no one did a backflip, but it it wouldn't be a bad idea to do that on <laughs> uh, on that game. I mean, if you're gonna do that, it's it's gonna be on that. Game. Okay, there's it's one person great. I want to call out to do a backflip if he if he ever gets the opportunity. Um, your friend Dora. Okay. Yeah, I want I him to do a backflip. The reason the reason I picked him, and I'm not, I know he's gonna hear this. The reason I picked him because he came up to me at Nationals happy. I'm just happy. Hey, I'm Dora, like Dora the Explorer. I'm, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, man? I'm Serge. And he was just like, he was like a ball of energy. Like yeah. he was just a ball of energy around me, very social. So I kind of want to see him have his moment in the sun. So Dora, if you can do a backflip, do it on the court. Sunday league, all-star game, whatever. I want to see it. I want to see you have your moment in the sun. He might, he, he, he could have done it, but he was sick that day. So he didn't, didn't go to the all-star game. Oh, he didn't go? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, okay. Next but one. Next, next one. one. Yeah. Next one, you're going to do it. Because I want, I want to, I believe in you. I believe in you, Dora. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. There we go. <laughs> Okay, so I know you love to play the piano, so I wanted yeah. to ask, what's your favorite song to play on the piano and why? Um, actually, my favorite song to play, uh, it's not a song, but it's called, uh, I don't know in English, but it's uh, The Girl with the Golden Hair, could be. Um, let me, it's a, uh, well, not, yeah kind of like a song uh it's more of an um, instrumental is that what you're saying actually yeah it, it uh with the girl with the flax in her uh yeah because i don't know if you know know this but uh a song is a specific piece of music that has uh it's it's the the voice is the main instrument uh it it has like certain structure and most of the things we listen to 
our songs almost 90% of the of the things we listen to our songs but if you uh listen to Beethoven or 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 Mozart or whoever you will most likely not be hearing songs but maybe uh nocturne or or maybe uh maybe a symphony or maybe uh you know and right and now song is used like as a broad term to 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 refer to every piece of music but right. not every piece of music is a song so i really like um this piece of music called la filo chevo de lan or or uh the girl with the flags in her uh it's uh from the bc which i really love the bc i also love chopin uh uh i really love playing uh nocturne in e minor uh no, no, not in E minor, in F minor uh, from Chopin. And I really love uh, playing my songs. Actually, those are songs. Uh, I, I really <laughs> love play, playing my songs. I specifically love one song called um, Flor de Loto, which means lo Lotus Flower. Nice. And we'll definitely, I want to see your playlist when this episode comes out on the on the comment section. Okay, cool. And this one is a funny one. I want to just poke a little fun at a good friend of mine and as well as for you. How does it feel adopting Steven? The people want to know. How good a son is Steven? Um, <laughs> I, I actually, um, there's, there's like a running uh, joke that we adopted Steven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, as I said, my, my mom is Colombian uh and my dad was really really he had a lot of friends from he he's in he wasn't from mexico city so he had a lot of friends from outside of uh of, of the city so i'd been my whole life just receiving uh hosting people you know people that come from from uh different cities or from different countries and showing them around the city mm -hmm. uh and uh so Steve always he he always stays with with us when he comes and we had shown him and a lot of people actually around the city and he's kind of like our son when he comes uh, <laughs> because of that but not only him but there's there's also some players from from Veracruz that has uh, have the uh, same the same joke uh, <laughs> and and whoever whoever wants to come to to Mexico City I'll show them around uh, yeah, for sure. Now, now we love Stephen. It was just a consistent joke I've always heard that you guys adopted him. But that's this makes sense. Obviously, you show him around. He stays with you guys, and the whole like in the the feelings mutual. He loves you guys as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love him too. So, let's talk about your legacy. How would you like to be remembered after you step off the court the final time? Well, that's a really deep question. Um, <laughs> I think I really love connections, uh, the connections that Dodgeball brings. And I would like to be remembered as a person that always have, have uh, a moment to listen to 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 people or to welcome people uh to to welcome new players or to teach them new things 
or to you know just host if, if there's one person that's coming to mexico you know like this guy uh hosted me uh so i would like to be remembered i of course want to be remembered as a really good player but i want to be remembered also as a really good uh friend yeah <laughs> You'll, you'll, you definitely accomplish that mission for sure. Um, you're definitely a solid friend, a solid host, a solid man, but more importantly, (laughs) (laughs) but more importantly, you have a lot of love in you and I can see that you have a lot of care in you and I can see that and you're very protective and I respect that wholeheartedly. And on top of that, I think you're a very dynamic player. You play with a lot of heart and a lot of passion. You drop harder on the floor than anyone I've seen. <laughs> like when you drop on the floor, like you're dropping, like you're trying to go through it. Like you, you play with a sense of reckless abandon that I gotta respect. I, you I, play with such a passion and such a fire that it makes it difficult for you not to be on the All Star team. It makes it difficult for you not to be on the national team. It makes it difficult for you not to be watched. Because he doesn't want to watch someone fight their you know way out of you know a tough spot or fight their way to a win. And you're a thank definite you. thank you definition much. of a fighter, man. Thank you, thank you very much. I I actually use uh, two pairs of uh, <laughs> knee pads. <laughs> as long as they Not keep always, you safe. But, but but yeah, because because yeah, I I drop really hard on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can walk up and down them steps behind you every time after a game, but I could tell like you you leave it out there. You don't yeah, you don't you don't leave nothing behind. You leave it all out there, and I and I gotta respect that. And the mini hats you wear, you're gonna rock them all out. When it's all said and done, thank you very much. <laughs> when it's all said and done, people are gonna miss you when you're gone, but people are gonna know your story, and they're gonna know your passion, and they're gonna know your music. Thank you, thank you very much. But I also got something to tell you, a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. So as of today. This is the first time I'm recording an episode on my birthday. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's your, I saw it on Facebook. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Happy birthday. And, and we've been talking about me this whole time. <laughs> no, no, no. This is your story. This is your story. You but should I want to share something. You should something interview with... yourself. I'm not interviewing myself. <laughs> I'm not talking to myself. I sound crazy enough being on here as is. Well, uh, if you but... want, I'll interview you. <laughs> one day one day i'll let someone interview me but there's also one thing i want to share with you something yeah. interesting that you may actually be excited about Tell me. so out of 400 episodes i've recorded now with you being my 100th solo recording amazing so that is pretty definitely gonna have some champagne and some birthday cake for that amazing yeah how does it feel to be on episode 100 from sergio uh it feels amazing thank you thank you for having me i don't know if you planned it or it was just a coincidence yeah. but either way it's really really cool um i'll have some champagne here myself <laughs> you're the 100th guest that i had solo and the reason i wanted to have you is because a lot of people will talk about luis a lot of people talk about Armando. Yeah, and I mean, they're Pooch really, really solid players. <laughs> I wanted you to have your story. I wanted you to have your time. I wanted people to know you for you because I feel like you're overlooked, but I hope by the end of this episode, people won't overlook you. You know what I, I mean? mean? I, I want I people feel, to really yeah. know who you are. 
Thank you, thank you very much. I think I think I'm I am starting to to uh, I mean as a player, Luis and Armando are solid, solid, really, really solid players. I I wish I could especially throw like them, and I wish I could catch like like Luis Luis, uh, like he's a really, really, really amazing player. I think. Um, I think I'm also really good. I'm, I'm not gonna say that I'm not good, but but yeah. But I think uh, people see them because they are amazing players. But but uh, I think I'm starting to make a little bit of a name uh, for myself because you know, uh, especially the past year, I've hosted many people that want to come to 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 Mexico. Uh, they they took to me not to me first but but maybe they talk to me the most when they're here because they're if they come to mexico if you come to mexico they are not come only to play dodgeball but but you know the the country and i i really really am passionate about this country and this city i love history i love geography i really love uh the museums mexico city is the 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 city with the second city which with the most museums here in in the world uh, just after london so uh, I'll, I'll i can show everyone uh, around and i've done that and and uh, that's why i think i'm starting to to make an for myself because of that also well and me and you too <laughs> and you'll definitely make a name out of this interview for sure man because you're definitely a rock star and people need to know that thank you thank you very much <laughs> so um do you have any final shout outs uh to give out before we wrap up well uh big shout out for uh of course to to gigi my my girlfriend all of all of lobos uh all of team team mexico you know uh, uh i didn't uh, uh, i didn't wanted to uh, um not mention steven joe kathleen uh a lot of players from veracruz cambrani you know they they are uh, dutch world has given me uh a lot of opportunity to to make friends that are like family. A big shout out to to them. Of course, everyone in Lobos, uh, everyone in Team Mexico, uh, and to any player that can that want to come to Mexico to play, to see the city, uh, to see the country. Uh, just uh, talk to me. All right, and that was my interview with Roy. Roy, thank you so much for hopping on on my birthday to record this episode and. Uh, helping me reach my milestone. Um, more than a milestone, I just wanted to talk to Roy. Uh, he, he really won me over when I met him in Mexico and slowly but surely I, I started realizing his story needs to be shared as well. I'm um, gonna take some time off and record probably the first week in August and I'll announce who that guest will be um, as the time, uh, as we get there, I should say. Oh, I'm sorry, a little. Still a little bit buzz on the champagne, but um, if you've been with me up until this point, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.